Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, September 3rd, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast. This is episode 81, Combat. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. Hello? Yo. Who are you? Yeah. My bad. I guess it. I, my my thing must have outsynced. I didn't hear Matt say I'm Matt. I'm Bryce. My bad. I'm Bryce. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, DJ mad as hell. <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> Today it went out. I was like, oh, it went quiet super quick. What the fuck? Today oh, we're going to be covering. Well, Matt is going to take us into the boxing event that took place last night. As of this recording. Uh, Eubanks versus Smith. Then we'll get into UFC Fight Night Gone versus Speedy Fox as a team. Uh, with that being said, with no further delays, Matt, take it away. Um. All right. So I'm going to start off with Chris Eubank Jr. versus Liam Smith 2. Uh, the big question coming into this fight, are we going to get repeat? Or are we going to get revenge? Uh, on paper, uh, Chris Eubank Jr., is he actually was supposed to beat this guy the first time, to be honest. Um, uh, They're both two British boxers. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of sitting in my space and I was just getting my notes together. Both guys are British boxers. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. obviously is the son of Chris Eubank Sr. Uh, back in January, uh, Jr. fought against Liam Smith in a fight that was really kind of supposed to be a walkover, at least the way that, you know, the way that it was somewhat perceived and Liam Smith ends up TKOing uh, Chris Eubanks in the fourth round with an uppercut, if I'm not mistaken. So what they do, they went back to it. Same place, say Marina, excuse me, uh, main event. And this time it was not repeat. It was revenge. Um, Chris Eubank Jr. pretty much put on a clinic on Liam Smith. Uh, this guy just was constantly in and out, was bouncing on his toes. He uh, just recently started training with Derek James, the trainer of Errol Spence Jr. And despite uh, appearances, there's only a two-year age difference between Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam Smith. Because if you see Liam Smith, he has a head full of gray hair, and he's only 35 years old. Just got that Richard Gear joint. Just got gray hella early. You feel me? I can so, relate. I can relate. Stress me doing that. It'll it'll do that to you. So, um, and he's also a part of a family of brothers that are all professional boxers. Um, all of which have fought Canelo, if I'm not mistaken, as well. At any rate, um, it it wasn't even I would say like a thing of. Uh, Liam Smith appeared to be old overnight. It definitely wasn't one of those situations. It just turned out to be a situation where Chris Eubank was just super, super prepared, man. I mean, he just, this was one of those situations where he beat him to the punch every time. In the fourth round, he ends up dropping Liam Smith with an uppercut and pretty much everything from round four to round 10 when the fight stopped. It was just combination after combination uh, kind of being thrown by Chris Eubank. There definitely was... Uh, Liam Smith putting some answers out there for some of those shots, but for the most part, it was all Chris Eubank uh, just letting shots off. And if, you know, going into that 10th round, I mean, they really, I thought, were going to stop it in the ninth because Chris Eubank really was letting off like pretty hellacious kind of combination uh, on this guy. 
like was really going crazy on Liam Smith. And uh, yeah, I I thought they could have stopped the fight probably a little bit sooner. They were giving Liam Smith a lot of respect and a lot of credit, obviously, for who he is. And to be fair, he was defending himself. It's just that, like, when it gets to the point that all the guy can do is defend himself, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. That's really how I was feeling. The jab, uh, the athleticism, the in and out, the angles, the body shots, the hooks. It just, it, what, everything was working, man. Yeah. Everything was working. It was almost all 10 nines with the exception of that uh that fourth round knockdown. But it was like it was all Chris Eubank. The whole thing, all the way through. So uh, but we could slide over to the UFC though. Let's do you it. You guys interested in that? Let's do it. All right. So we had UFC Fight Night Serial Gone, aka Surreal Gone versus Sergey Spivak. Uh, this fight took place in Paris, France, and we opened up with how do you say this guy's name, TJ? Uh, Charrier Mor- Morgan 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 Charrier versus Zakini. Uh, hold on, let me pull up Manolo the website. Manolo Zakini. Uh, versus Morgan. How do you say that last name? Morgan Charrier. Charrier. Morgan Charrier versus Manolo Zacchini. Uh, I'd, I'd say Zacchini. All right. So uh, this fight was all stand up. All stand up. Uh, we 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 opened up with, if I'm not mistaken, this was uh, Morgan Charrier's uh, UFC debut, right, TJ? You are not mistaken. Pilot. Yeah, that's correct. He was coming off of. Uh... Doing really being really successful in the Cage Fighters uh championship and Cage Warriors, yeah, Cage yeah. Warriors, yes, yes, yes. And uh he just came over to the UFC. This was his debut, and what a way to make it on a fight night that essentially had some pay-per-view energy to it. But I digress. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. Um, uh, yeah, he actually just fought in July as well. Um, that was you know the last time he fought in Cage Warriors, and um he's known as a stand-up guy. Uh, primarily from what I looked into. And on the other end, with uh, Manolo Zucchini. Mm-hmm. With uh, Manolo Zucchini. Uh, this guy's an Italian fighter who also was making his uh, UFC debut. Um, he was coming in from uh, Venator FC, which is a uh, Italian promotion. And look, man. All I can tell you is this. This fight was exciting for as long as it lasted, and it did not last long. Um, can we just, just one time for the body kick? Yeah. Can we just? Liver yeah. to liver. Can we just, I mean. Hey. That is not a fun way to get taken out. It but sucked I'm... that he went down from that body kick, and I was just like, at least it was a sane person and not like I always think about that finish. It's like, oh my god, it always goes back to Khalil, bro. <laughs> it was, yeah, man, it he was. just he stepped out, hit him with that, he hit him with a long, uh, with a long left kick to the body, obviously hit that liver, 
The guy tried to turn, defend himself. He threw maybe one more body shot. Referee stepped in. That was it. Like, all right, yo. He said, that's, that's enough, man. Witness yeah. a murder. Not on French soil. Yeah, not on French soil, baby. Y'all got to cool out. We don't do that. We don't do that type of, type of thing here. <laughs> we are a society of laws. Right. Like y'all wilding right now. <laughs> yeah. It was it was crazy. It was kind of weird, though, because every time, like, I was noticing while he was kicking him, he was saying, look at me. Fuck with me. Look at me. Fuck with me. <laughs> you funny as hell, Bryce. <laughs> it took me a second to pick up what you was putting down, but I got it. I didn't, but that's okay. We can get we can establish that off air. This young brat. Talk about cherry air. I'm just gonna be honest with you. When I saw how bro looked coming out there, I didn't really like Manolo's chances. <laughs> <laughs> and like I know appearances and stuff are not everything, and I'm not necessarily saying that, but I don't know. Maybe it was just me, the aura, the vibe. I was like, yeah, this is not going to be good. You don't have to be careful with this one. He calls himself the last pirate of what? Yeah, like, what is <laughs> like, he talking of about? Of what? <laughs> yeah, right. like, You're from Paris. Shit. What do you mean? Right. You're French. <laughs> what do you... Anyway. I'm scared uh, of any dude that talk about being a pirate in 2023. I'm sorry. And with that, we're going to pass it to Bryce. <laughs> All right, we got a featherweight fight. Um, William Gomez versus Giannis Gimamori. Gimamori. Um, Gim- what was it again? Gimamori. 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 Yeah. Gimamori. Okay. I like Oof. that. I like that. I'm glad we got you, TJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, William Gomez is coming off of a win against Francis Marshall at UFC Fight Night, Palavis versus Blades. And... Gamori is coming off of a nice shot, Bruce. You know, I be, you know, I be, I be getting it. I be getting it. It, it take a minute, but it be getting there. Uh, Gamori, uh, the Desert Warrior. That's a dope ass uh, nickname. It is low so key. It is trying to see his previous oh, fight. Cool. He uh lost. Oh, he had a uh, win against uh Mamash Rasa in uh, Brave CF. So this must be his first time in UFC. His debut mm-hmm. is really good. Um, but nevertheless, they had a, uh, they went to the third round. Uh, it was actually like a, a pretty close, eh, not really super close, but it was pretty close. Uh, just William was getting the better of him in the striking range. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, going into the stats, William had 61 uh, total strikes, 61 out of 99 total strikes, while Gimo Mori had 40 out of 88. Uh, significant strikes, Gomez had 52 out of 88. And uh, I'm just going to say Giannis. Giannis had 23 out of 73. Uh, with four takedown attempts, uh, Gomez didn't even try, clearly, because he was uh, he was, he was winning. He did have two submission attempts. Um, it had a very weird uh, finish uh, with the yeah. uh, kick uh, yeah. to, the, to the belt line. Um, I was gonna ask for your thoughts about that because though uh it looked like a very weird stoppage. Um, I think uh what's his name? Who was uh who was commentating? We had uh Brandon Fitzgerald. No, not Brandon, it was uh Michael It was Bisping Count, it was Bisping, yeah. uh Paul Felder, and the dude that they hired for the European cards. He right. I feel like we only hear him on the European cards, but the, the British a British dude, the British bloke, don't yeah. know his name. 
Bisping was like, yo, you should have let them continue. And I kind of feel that, but like I, I guess at the same time, the damage, uh, the 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 match was won. Um, I do think it was a very that was a very sketchy call. Like I could completely see him being hurt, but also I could see it like you was trying to you was trying to give yourself some time and some shit. Um, but it was a good fight. Um, not a not a I think in a weird way, it's kinda interesting that it ended for Giannis in that way because it doesn't he didn't like it didn't come out in a bad light. It just looks like a bad call. You know what I mean? Right. Um so yeah. Uh interesting fight though. Uh it looked like this uh pay-per-view was gonna be uh very kick, like a very kick related car, which is very fun. You know, just people coming in with the uh with the winning kicks. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun fight. I'll pass it along to TJ. Um, in terms of the controversy, I just want to address that I they played the different angles and they played it over and over in slow motion. And to me, it looked like it was right at the waistline of the spats, but I feel like it was probably close enough to where it may have caught the cup on the side and jostled yeah. it. And even a yeah. jostle can also like you know fuck with you right like it doesn't say it, it really doesn't take much uh with that being said i also agree calling off the fight off of that i would have rather seen all right let's give him his five minutes let him recover and then or you know he has up to five minutes to do what he's got to do to get back into it and then continue the fight from there because i think i think the outcome wouldn't have changed i would have seen go me uh still winning but I don't know how much like like I don't know if if, if I was go go me I don't know if I'd be happy with that type of win you know what I'm saying it's, yeah yeah I think he would have won either way but I I I, I think the ref is gonna get some shit for that call because that was not great yeah yeah I agree on that I agree on that hundred percent what'd you think Matt. Uh, I always hate when there's like just a funny style call, man, that ends a fight. Um, I didn't like how, honestly, I thought the only person who handled it properly, honestly, you know, was William. And he was the one who obviously won. But Giannis in that situation, I felt in some degree from the angle I saw the kick didn't look like it was too low. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that's the case, then that's just the case. But. You know, like I said, I didn't get the feeling that that they uh, I didn't get the feeling that William kicked him low. And, you know, I think in in any situation and I'm not necessarily saying this is what Giannis was doing, but I think if there's ever a scenario, maybe a guy's trying to milk it or something, give just TKO it to the next guy, man. Because yeah. that's no way, you know, to, to handle things, at least as far as the fight's concerned, if you really feel the way campaign for your rematch and fight or fight somebody else but yeah yeah i, I don't know i was just kind of underwhelmed because i felt like i was kind of just getting into the fight yeah. i mean it, granted it was the third was round, round three yeah like yeah you know it was like all right like you know it wasn't uh it wasn't a ton of action in this fight but it was enough that it was like all right this third round gonna tell me like the third round was really finna tell us who won this fight yeah you yeah. know so yeah. I felt like it was a little even up until then. That was just pretty much where I was with it. Well, with that, if y'all don't mind, I can take us into the next fight, Absolutely. which was at light heavyweight. We had 
Volkan Uzdemir versus Bogdan Gushkov. Um, so this is Bogdan Gushkov making his debut at light heavyweight in the UFC. He was just coming off of a TKO win over uh, Artem Alexenkov, right, at MMA Series 64. Shout out, Sheridan, for coming in clutch, because, you know, UFC don't really be feeling in the fire <laughs> data for their new folks like that. But, hey, hey. Uh, I mean, I when was the last time we saw Volkan? Last we saw him, he had actually took it, taken an L to... Uh, Nikita Krylov back in October of 2022, and since then he's had some time off. Uh, I believe he just had surgery on his hands, right? So this is like, all right, you've been out for a little bit. You got to get back into the game, get back into these rankings. Of course, for the new guy, it's like, oh, I get to jump on somebody who is in uh, the rankings. I believe what Volkan, yeah, he's number nine. So, you know, if Bogdan were to win this, he can instantly jump into the top 10. Now, Going into this, we have to understand something. Volkan Uzdemir's nickname is No Time. And spoiler alert, he mm. lived up to his fucking nickname. Uh, mm. it, it, he steamrolled him. Like, you have to understand, Volkan dropped him a few times. There was a crisp right hand. I feel like there was also a left hook followed by a crisp right hand. That sent Bogdan crashing to the ground, but it wasn't over. Then Volkan proceeds to throw the hammer fist as one does when they've gotten their opponent on the canvas and then secure a back take. So I don't want to say Bogdan did everything wrong, but he didn't do a lot of things right when he found himself in those defensive positions. So he was turtling up without, you know, closing off any gaps that might give Volkan the opportunity to insert hooks because Volkan immediately inserted the hooks and got a pretty good rear naked choke, which I believe was his second career submission win uh, in the octagon. And man, good on him. It was a beautiful performance. Now, the one thing that I thought was awesome, and I said this in the text and and, uh, in the group chat and uh, Matt agreed because it was like, why is Volkan speaking with a translator he speaks english fluently yeah <laughs> and he speaks french fluently too he's he's swiss so there's a high chance that he's got french german and english in his back pocket but i just thought it was weird like why do we have this translator here when Volkan can clearly speak all these languages but um all right do you i guess but uh very good performance for Volkan. good to see that no time is back in the business uh, i'll pass it over to matt uh, you know, he used to, he used to be no time because of knockouts. Now he no time because of submissions. I guess so. I don't really got nothing to add, man. He went in there and got the job done. There, there isn't enough fight to have talked about, to talk about, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm passing to, to Bryce, unless you just want to go into our next one. Man, man, he, he got beamed. That's, that's really, <laughs> that's really all it came down to. You know what right? I think it is? Volkan was probably double parked at the high speed train station back in like Bern, Switzerland. He's like, yo, I'm double parked in a different country, y'all. Let me get this guy out of here. Let me dispatch him real quick and let me get back to my car. Go ahead, send me that bonus money to my Swiss bank account. <laughs> Sorry. I feel that. Uh, well, with that, uh, y'all mind if I take us into the next one? Speaking of being sure. Yeah. Uh, he had Benoit. <laughs> Speaking of being, I just Dennis. got that. 
versus Tiago Moises. And let me just tell y'all something. Goddamn? Is that what you want to say? Yeah, goddamn. Bro, the yeah. The first round was the longest five minutes of my life, and I didn't fight. <laughs> a lot of brutality. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, damn, this, I was like, these niggas really was going at it in the first round. And I looked down and was like, it's still the first <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> Tiago Moises and Benoit St. Dennis just made a pact to like, you just want to throw them bitches? It was like, yeah, let's go. They threw them bitches on the ground. Apparently, that pack cage. only lasted one round, though, because <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it la- it it lasted up until that elbow. Um, mm-hmm. they covered pretty much all the bases of MMA. They did all the mixed martial arts. They did the jujitsu and the wrestling and all that. Uh, Benoit was somewhat fighting on even ground with Tiago Moises, but he was pushing Moises back. Now, I could the argument could be made that Moises was just fighting off the back foot and maybe not necessarily that he was being forced backwards. But once he was taken down and those elbows started raining down, and also at one point, these dudes, Tiago Moises had his back up against the cage, still first round, all, mind you. Actually, I'll get to that in a second. There was a takedown. Sorry, I'm just really excited because this fight was crazy. There's a takedown in the first round that Benoit St. Dennis is able to uh, secure. He's trying to get his ground and pound strikes going on Tiago Moises. And he does get ground and pound going on Tiago at a certain point to the point that the referee says you got to defend yourself. And he does. He It seemed like he was trying to wait Benoit out. And Benoit was like, you're going to be waiting a long ass time. Mm-hmm. So eventually Benoit hits Moises with an elbow. Uh, right on like right around the the orbital uh, but right around the upper part of the eye like around Mm -hmm. the eyebrow and a lot of blood gets everywhere Tiago Moises decides oh since you like fighting with elbows and they go straight they literally start trading elbows with Tiago Moises's back Moises's Jesus back against the fence they go from throwing strikes to Tiago throws an elbow and so Benoit says, with an outdoor an elbow, and these these motherfuckers literally threw like six elbows a piece at each other. I've never seen an all elbow uh, phone booth fight. That shit was nuts. Uh, and that was just the first round. And you know, in the second round, it was just like Benoit just hit the gas, man. Yeah, he he just took off. He kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Um, and it was just like an avalanche of strikes just rained down uh, pretty much upon Tiago Moises until the point that he was TKO'd and it, he actually was not able to answer uh, the referee when he was telling him to intelligently defend himself. This fight was a roller coaster and this fight was a ride. Um, spoiler, this was my favorite fight of the night. Uh, I'm going to pass it to TJ, actually. I don't really have much to add other than maybe the ref could have stopped it sooner. I mean, the ref, like you said, was giving him a ton of chances, but, you know, 53 unanswered shots in, like, I could have stopped it a little bit sooner. That's all I got to say. It's just a slightly late stoppage. But then again, I'm sure that ref saw, like, the other ref get shit for that bad call. And he's like, all right, let me just... He's like, let me just, I'm going to let this go on a little bit longer than before so people can't call me on, on any bullshit or whatever. But uh, that was violent. That was violent. 
Yeah, I have nothing else to add. You covered everything, Bryce. Lamont whooped his ass, man. Look, I, they was they was at it, but like Tiago was not keeping up, bro. He was not. He was overwhelmed. Let's go into the numbers. A hundred. This is Benoit. A hundred and twenty-three out of two hundred and ten total strikes. God damn. You know what? You know what Tiago had? Twenty-seven out of sixty-seven. That's not great. Significant strikes. A hundred and one out of hundred eighty-two. Tiago had twenty-four out of sixty-two. He could not. He was not keeping up. Yeah. I he got hard. He got hard, and nobody can take that from him. But I was watching that shit. I'm like, what did you do to make this nigga that? (laughs) 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 It just looked like Tiago was fighting for his life. He just just like, I wasn't expecting this kind of energy in the first round. (laughs) And just like, just trying, just trying to make it. But it just felt like he was tired. <laughs> like, come on, bro, I got a family. <laughs> so he, just had, yeah, he just had to accept it. <laughs> and it's not even funny. It's like I remember again. I just remember, I just remember watching it like, oh my God. What are you letting do? It's clear he's not. It's, he's defending himself, but he can't defend himself, and there's such a big difference. Oh man! What I tell you about coming over here messing with these people? What I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I just I was like, stop it! <laughs> there's no more. He can't Go do it. Go on the damn uh, town. <laughs> When a motherfucker is just on the cage, just holding his head, it's time to stop. Right. But then the ref let like 30 stop. more strikes go. Like, that's what I didn't get. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel. That was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, uh, shit. Had me, had me lose myself for a second. That was funny. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Next one. Nami Yunus versus Fioho Bryce. Let's do it. Um, yeah, uh, Man and Fiorojo versus Rose Namanunes. Namanunes. Rose coming off of a loss, a uh, a very memorable loss, and not in a good way. Yeah, uh, right, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What, let's address it. What was that, man? And then she she was like, "What? We don't count defense." I'm like, "But you did." Even Carla Esparza was like, "I don't know what the fuck's going on." <laughs> I think. I think I- I think Rose has shown that sometimes the pressure can get to her. Like when she's in the zone, she's obese. When she's not, you know, she she kind of has a lot of openness that people take advantage of. I guess. In what way is she expecting defense to be rewarded? That's a good question. <laughs> like, yeah, I just I'm wondering. <laughs> Man, I, I, was, I still I was don't understand what she was expecting at that press conference, bro. <laughs> like, I was just, like, flabbergasted. But I don't get points when she don't connect to my face. Nah. <laughs> like, you no, know. that's not the game. 
She, I was she defending had the, myself though. She like, had the yeah, don't you needed get to. Hit. She had the don't get hit part. She just didn't get the hit part. Ah uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Of course, Rose coming off of a loss, and uh, man, man and Fiorojo. Let's see. Oh, just uh, Fiorojo. Fiorojo. Add the hoe. Yeah, just Fiorojo. Yeah. Oh shit, my bad. No, you good, no, you no, good. I got you, bro. She she come in here, she fucked me up. She can she's coming off of a win off of uh Ch- oh god, this last name. Chukaglin. Chukagan, I think, Chukagan. right, man? See, that's why we gotta have CJ. Caitlin? These last names, goddamn. And of course, Rose coming off of a loss uh for the uh, straw weight championship. Um She's coming up. She, Rose is coming up to the flyweight uh, fight. Fly, she's coming up to flyweight division. This was supposed to be her debut. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's a bad showing. Um, I I think that we see a big difference of things she's going to have to work for. Um, I believe it was Bisping that that noticed the uh, the difference in um, in uh, uh, physical. Just the physical difference, uh, you know, uh, Manon was very strong, very built, as opposed to Rose, who looks like they just bulked up just a little bit more. So she probably has to spend some time just kind of getting used to that weight, as well as building up the muscle and stuff for that weight. Yeah, um, I agree. She, I don't want to say she looks soft, but it's like you said, it was just like a just keep eating type scenario, as opposed yeah. to like let's let's strength and condition you for this weight class. Yeah, it just it looked like she was fighting a like somebody that what is physically bigger and stronger than her. Right. Um and uh but you know Rose's technique was still there. Mm-hmm. Um I do think, you know, her her hand situation, she had like a, a I don't know if it was a dislocated pinky or fucked up uh, her shit was broken. But um I guess that did kind of play in a play an effect of how she went across the fight. Um Rose, you know, she was a little bit careful, but as the fight was going on, she did kind of open up a little bit more. Uh, she did start to open up them kicks. She did go for a few takedowns, but none of them worked. Um, you know, uh, it, it wasn't, it was actually, uh, it was, it was pretty close actually. I, I think it, it think it just came down to more so, um, man, and just being more, um, more, more capable of, of keeping Rose at bay and just taking advantage. Y'all know I like my numbers, uh, man. And, 62 out of 232 total strikes. Rose, 60 out of 152. Significant mm. strikes. Manning, 58 out of 225. Rose, 60 out of 150. Oh, so, that's hella close. Yeah, super close. Um, and, of course, Rose, after six takedown, uh, well, she had she didn't get any yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, Manning uh, had one. Um, and, you know, they did have the head clash, uh, and it, 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 it – uh, it is. You know, it's. It was just. It was just a very strong showing from Manon. It was a good showing from Rose. Like none of them. Neither of them have anything like to be. I don't even think there's something to be ashamed of. But like neither. Neither of them came out looking bad in this one. Um. It just shows that Rose just being in this in this division. She's just got a lot of stuff to work on. But I think she's gonna be fine. Um. I think she's gonna be just fine once she yeah. builds up some muscle and just gets used to that weight. Um. She's she's gonna be she's gonna be a monster. Um, it's going to be interesting to see her uh, with some of the uh, actually, you know, just some of the people be a little bit more bigger than than man and I imagine. So that's going to be interesting to see. But for right now, uh, it was it was a solid it was a f- solid fight. It was a good comment. Uh, with that, I'm gonna pass it to uh, pass it to Matt. 
Uh, it's actually TJ's turn, brother. It's actually oh, what? Oh, yeah, passing it to TJ for the main event. I was gonna say though, uh, before we go to the main event, the way the way Fiojo's weight got split, bro, were her cornrows just too tight? Maybe you feel me? Like I feel like the the skin was just looking for an excuse to just let go. Anyway, (laughs) um, freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go into the main event. We had Cyril Gann versus Sergei Spivak. Uh, I pronounced it French style for Spivak. I didn't have to, but I was already on the roll off of Cyril, right? Um, bro, where was this Cyril? I'm gonna just get into it. Where was this Cyril? We talked about before before we recorded, like during the John Jones fight, and you know, pressure is John Jones. I get it, but it's like if, if if this is like the gap is crazy. Then, like if you're trying to jump up to number two, the gap is insane because Cyril's like, hey, Playboy, listen, Spivak, I know they call you the polar bear, and you ain't never been finished. Ah, that's about to change tonight, son. And what was it? it you know what it reminded me of? I hate to say it, but to a certain degree, it also reminded me of the Tui Vasa fight, uh, mm-hmm. where it was like round one was just like, I'm going to download the information as Surreal gone. Then round two, I'm going to flip the switch and make you quit. Because um, in round one, he downloaded all Speedbox stuff. Speedbox tried to take him down, and Sierra uh, uh, was like, man, that's crazy. Let me show you why they call me Bon Gamin, because I can sprawl, bitch. And then he just he just sprawled. The sprawl was... You have like anytime I feel like Spivak up to this point has gone for a takedown, it's been 99% successful. Yesterday, he ran into a wall named Cyril Bongama Gan. And Cyril was like, Oh, you, you got my one leg. That's crazy. Let me just hop us over to the fence right quick. And then let me introduce you to the earth with this sprawl. Hey, you ever felt canvas on the side of your face, dog? Hey, go ahead, feel this playboy. While you're down there, let me hit you with a couple minks. Mink, mink. All right, go ahead, stand back up. I ain't going I ain't going to swim in that grappling ocean. We're going to keep this standing. Let me show you a little bit of my fancy footwork. Bow, right? Take a couple of these minks with you. And that was round one. Round two, <laughs> Spivak got finished. <laughs> it was just like he hurt him and then he kept on hurting him until the ref pulled him off of him or the ref intervened. And it I mean, it's we've talked about this ad nauseum at this point on this podcast, but there is this new generation of fighters where it's you're not a specialist. It's well, you are a specialist in MMA. You're no longer individualizing the elements of the sport. You have blended them together, and that is your sport. You've got boxing. You've got kickboxing. You've got Muay Thai. You've got grappling, wrestling, jujitsu. You combine them all. You've got the footwork for it. There is no orthodox versus southpaw. If you know, Sihir was constantly switching stances too, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I have a, like, I mean, MMA makes you kind of a switch hitter, it looks like, because that shit was that shit was crazy. And the way the this is why I was just like, what the fuck happened in the John Jones fight? Cause I, he was so comfortable, dude. 
like yeah. so comfortable on his feet, so confident. There was there was no there was no hesitation. Like he was even doing this one thing where um when he noticed that uh Spivak had his guard up high, see he was kind of throwing these little swatters, like, all right, man, let's get that hand out the way. Go ahead, bring that hand down. It wasn't like the who did we see throwing the hammer fist? It was Khalil. It's always Khalil. It's always Khalil. <laughs> But it wasn't even anything like the extreme hampers that Khalil was showing that uh, folks like guard or whatever. But it's like, so he was just like baiting people, like a master class of feints, switching your, your stance up, throwing strikes. The way he works Spivak's body, too. How many times did he throw like two to the body, one to the head, the kicks, the takedown defense? And like, it was just, I'm, I got nothing else to say other than. I know in the immediate Octagon interview, he's just like, I'm just focusing on getting the belt back. And we made a couple of mistakes with Francis and, and John Jones. But I would like to see an Aspinall-Gan matchup. And I would also potentially like to see a Gan-Pavlovich matchup. That's where I'm at. I'm going to pass the mic over. Uh, who was up next? Was it Bryce or Matt? Whoever wants oh, it, just take it. Just take it. I'm going to throw the mic up into the air catch it. Like it's a yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I just wanna, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to comment in regards to uh, Cyril Gon versus Jones, uh, and where he was. I watched like the um, you know how they have like the uh, the the fight week thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't look like Gon was training like like it just it just maybe the, like the mental aspect of it got to him, and uh, he kind of gave himself the excuse to lose to Jones. That's how it felt. Like he um, was already defeated, and now it's just like, all right, let's just go through the motions, and yeah, yeah. At least yeah. we'll be like, all right, we didn't really prep for this fight, but he was right. already gone. Yeah, right. So I, I feel like that's what that was. Um, but it looks like he came back with this fight, and he was he looked good. Um, it was clean. Um, you know, Gon has definitely separated himself amongst the heavyweight division. Um, and he's still gonna be you know a prospect to to shit to face John again. Um, so yeah, him versus Aspinall would be a really good fight. Probably be like a pay per view fight, honestly. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I got to say. I, I just think it was just like a mental thing of fighting John Jones. Uh, but Matt, what you think? You know, it's always just really interesting seeing a guy his size move the way that he moves and oh fight the God, way that he dude. fights, man. So yeah. it's just interesting. See a guy that light on his feet, peppering the jab, flicking that jab up off the hip. Uh, the way he shifts his weight when he throws those kicks to the legs and to the body, especially that little short kind of half stump kick that he does, pretty nice. Um, I just enjoy watching him fight, and that that almost not even really almost that virtually is where it ends for me. I'm just a person that very thoroughly enjoys watching. You know, I, I like watching guys that are real technical. I, I enjoy technicians and stuff, and Surreal God gives me a lot to be happy about as far as technicians are concerned. So, uh, you know, I hate this. Spivak was the one that had to get it like that, but, you know, it had to happen to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Aspen also. Said, he said, you, you're called the polar bear. The polar bear, let me introduce you to climate change. Basically. Damn. 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 Yo, that was crazy. That was crazy, TJ. That was crazy. I'm not even going to hold you. That was, that was crazy. crazy. I'm sorry. No, no, don't 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 apologize. It's just that was crazy. <laughs> we just have to acknowledge it. Yeah, that's all. We just had to give you your credit. 
Uh, but yeah, Tom Aspinall, Surreal Gone is the fight to make. Mm. Winner gets a title shot. That's how I see it. <laughs> Winner gets Pavlovich. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, for real, Loki. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like he he's the elephant in the room. They're not really acknowledging. The only person acknowledging Sergey Pavlovich is the rankings. Right. Yeah. He's like <laughs> he's like putting up numbers, and by numbers I mean bodies, and no one's talking about him. Yeah, I mean, if Surreal Gone don't fight him, you know, he got to fight Tom Aspinall. Right. Unless they had Tom Aspinall running back with Curtis, and it's like, for what? Right, right. Yeah. That, that fight did never get yet. going. That, that's that'd true. Be the, it's, the only, it's literally the only other fight that could be made that doesn't involve Sergey or Surreal because the champion is John Jones, and he Gary fights Stipe, who number three, and if Surreal go fight uh, Sergey Pavlovich, then the only other person Tom Aspinall can fight is number five. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense for him to fight Tatui Vasa. And mm-hmm. Sergey Spivak just got sent up out of there. So. Mm-hmm. And Volkov already is booked for a fight against somebody else. Mm-hmm. So. But I don't know. That's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. I, I thought I thought this was a great fight. This was this was fun. It was definitely a lot more fun. It was a fun performance to watch. Like to just watch him pick this dude apart with uh, you know, I I, I this is the last thing I'll say about it. You know how confident a guy in the U, UFC is at striking when they go to the body. Yeah. Especially when they go to the body with like straight shots, straight hands to the body in a world where Throwing a straight left hand could lead you right up the middle to a fucking front kick or a front knee or something like that. So you just really know a guy is confident when they throw those type of strikes to the body um, because they don't have they're not worried about it. Um, But that's just how I look at it. That's me. That's valid. That's a good comment. I'm not mad at it at all. Any final thoughts, fellas? Uh, Favorite fight for me. Man, the last pirate, that was a pretty banger of an opening. And then, uh, but I really like Uzdemir versus Gushkov. That was just like domination to a finish. Yeah. Uh, I can't call the Benoit Tiago fight a fight. I call that an ass whooping. So I'm going to go. You're still laughing at it. It's just, it was just my, it's, I just, just help this nigga. (laughs) Somebody help him. Somebody help this man. (laughs) (laughs) He's being accosted by a real nigga. (laughs) Yo, my God. And that poor lady was accosted by a real nigga. Uh, you really brought some crazy shit to the game with that one, Bryce. That's all I got is crazy shit. And then Matt, for you, was also uh, Sandini versus Boises. Yeah, nice. yeah, that was, was that was a mauling. That was a mauling. All right, uh, what we got well, to look forward to next week? We got UFC two ninety three. Damn, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. Co-main event being, who did I just say? Alexander Volkov and Tai Tuivasa. Uh, we also got Manuel Cape on this card and a few other names. So Dustin Taffa? Yeah, Dustin Taffa is on here. Hold up. <laughs> but 
okay, so here's my thing, bro. Both brothers are in the heavyweight division. One day, bro. I feel like we keep I, I feel like we talk about this anytime one of them shows up in our in our in our rear view mirror, but it's like, are they gonna have to face off at some point? I don't know. They probably did that at the crib already. <laughs> and Tyson Pedro on this card. Tyson Pedro, yes. Uh, we also got some. Who else? Who we got on the street lamps? Nobody. Carlos Ulberg. Uh, nah, Carlos Ulberg. He's got he's got hands. He's got crisp technique. I oh yeah, no, no. And bro. then hey, bro, Kelvin Gastelum's uh identical twin cousin, bro. Oh, Hasbras. He's opening up the prelims. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's get it. I didn't even see him, and I didn't see Carlos Olberg either. Um, yeah, I, I jumped to early prelims. I didn't jump to prelim card. I went too far. Uh, I'm seeing John McDessey. He's still fighting? Mm-hmm. Who, was it Cowboy who broke his jaw that one time? It sure was. I guess Jamie Malarkey. Oof. That's, that's Anybody with the last name Malarkey? Lord. And it's from the Anzacs, Australian, New Zealand. You <laughs> went for some fighting. Pretty much. Um, no boxing to cover next week, um, but we will have several boxing events to cover coming up relatively soon. However, um, that is that as far as our combat episode is concerned. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You podcast. We look forward to talking to you guys next week about UFC 293. You can follow us all on social media. You can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J. Y'all can find me on Instagram at Tusforskate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. Where can they find you, Bryce? You can find me on Instagram at Ashe underscore on. So that's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A, baby. I that worked everybody. really well. <laughs> I hate everybody here. <laughs> you know I got to do that from now on, right? Oh, my God. Do it from now on. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, man. <laughs> Damn. Hey, peace. 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 <laughs>